Welcome to Fly on the Wall. We are Tracy Gillette and Heather Maddox, and we met on Instagram. We both run successful real estate businesses in different markets in Washington state. Our mission is to bring real estate brokers together and have created a community called Collaboration Over Competition. Every other month, we host a traveling supper club where 10 brokers plus one lucky lender come together in conversation to level up our businesses and our industry over a fantastic meal. Supper club is only three hours long and the conversation is always cut short. So this podcast is an opportunity for two dinner guests to dive deeper and the rest of you to be a fly on the wall to their conversation. Krista was at our supper club in Spokane, and today we're giving her her an opportunity to choose and ask another attendee anything she wants. When we see someone having success in real estate, we're all wondering, what's their secret sauce? So for the next half hour, we're going to try to figure it out. We're going to welcome Krista. Thank you so much for being here. We're so glad you're here. Why don't you tell us? Yay. Why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are? Okay. I am Krista Belova and I work out of the Windermere Real Estate North office in Linwood, Washington, which is in South Snohomish County. Um, I actually am from Linwood. I grew up in the city, went to school here, went to the University of Washington, and then I went away for a while and came back. And I'm currently living in Edmonds and mainly work in Snohomish County, and King Count, parts of King County, mainly Seattle Metro or North King and the East Side. And before I was in real estate, I actually was a, a teacher at Edmonds Community College. I taught English. And oh my gosh. Yes. I, That's um, so interesting. Yeah. I taught there for 13 years. And prior to that, I was a teacher overseas in Ukraine and in the Czech Republic. And I did a little stint in sales and marketing as I was moving back to the States in 2006, um, worked at the Seattle Times and advertising, and then did some admin work for the Snohomish County clerk as I was working my way into being adjunct faculty at the community college. You have wow. so okay, so background that <laughs> I know, I know <laughs> I'm like your little background tidbits. in English and teaching. I mean, all of those teaching skills of like corralling students and personalities and all that I'm sure come into play (laughs) but also like writing copy and writing marketing remarks like so valuable I love it Mm -hmm. such Mm -hmm. a good such a good um, foundation yeah thanks for telling us about you Krista you're welcome okay so tell us who did you choose I chose the lovely Jana McCoy. Um, I got to meet her just recently last week um, while attending uh, the supper club and the intensive in Spokane. And you guys had asked me like, well, choose someone that really either you wanted to get to know better or really intrigued you. And I would say Jana really intrigued me. And the main reason is she is licensed in three States, Idaho, Uh Washington, and California. Um, she's a broker owner and she's a Tom Ferry coach. And the thing about Jana is she's not like, this is me and all these things. She's very subtle about that. And yeah. I really admired that about her. Um, one thing she shared with us at the supper club was how she made the decision to move with her family from California to Idaho, which when I think of having to do that as an agent, it's a little bit terrifying because- yeah you're 
you know, here you spent all this time building up your business in one market area only to go and do it all again. And, um, she shared with us a little bit how she did that in Idaho authentically through social media and just creating relationships through that. And so I was intrigued. Awesome. For sure. Completely. (laughs) So like Krista said, we gave her the opportunity to choose one person from the supper club that she attended that either intrigued her, inspired her, or she felt like she didn't get enough time to talk to. All of the above. (laughs) So welcome, Jana. Yay. What a great introduction, Krista. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. I think the world of you. We're so glad you're here. So why don't you tell us who you are? Okay. Great. My name is Jana McCroy. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm so grateful just for the opportunity to meet you guys, know you guys, get to know you a little bit better and maybe share a little bit about myself in the process. So um, like Krista mentioned, I started real estate 23 years ago in California, started working in the bridal sector and I was selling wedding dresses and helping photography, a wedding photographer, doing all of the things. And you can imagine they kind of actually go hand in hand working with a bride that's nervous about her first day, her big day and finding the right dress and then transferring all those skills over to real estate. But I fell into real estate in telemarketing. I started telemarketing for a lender. I didn't know what I was selling. All I knew was I was selling something that had to do with interest rates over the phone and I was good at it. He saw some skill. He promoted me. I became a senior loan officer. Six years later, got licensed in real estate and have been selling real estate ever since. So I worked in California as an independent real estate agent, got my broker's license, opened up at my own firm in California and was really doing really well. And then my husband one day said, you know, we need to move. I don't know where, and I really hope you come with. And I'm like, wait, what? Oh, That's a great booming business. And by the way, I'm the breadwinner. And like, this is a lot of pressure on me, right? Mm -hmm. But California was going downhill in a sense. And there was a lot of traffic and humidity and taxes and all the things. So we needed a fresh start. So we went off on an adventure and found where we ended up in North Idaho in the Coeur d'Alene market. And so that's- Had you been there before? We never had been to Coeur d'Alene before. We went on an adventure trip, landed here. And I said, oh my gosh, you know, we got to start fresh. Put an offer on a house that we had seen that first trip, got, got it approved, closed on that and made our final move about six months later. And how long ago was that, that you moved to Idaho? Our first trip here was in 2018, like the first day of 2018. So, wow. It's not even that long, like less than five years. Almost five years. Yes. Wow. Fascinating. So So fascinating. And so for listeners, you know, to move your real estate business to a totally different state, not even a bordering state where you've never been, you don't know a single person. So many real estate careers are built on the foundation of the people, you know, the community you, you have around you. And so this is just fascinating. When Krista chose you, I was like, I can't wait to hear more. So so if you were a fly on the wall (laughs) and you could watch Jana's business for a day, like, what are you looking for? What, what do you want to see? Jana, if you were to say is your most important task or to do implement on a consistent basis that really bolsters and drives your business? What is it? um, You know, if you were speaking, not just to newer agents, but to agents that um, maybe are trying to cling on to like, what is that one thing that I can do 
above all other things that is going to give me success, given that you did move from a market area. And mind you, I didn't mention this in my introduction to Jana. She still has clients in California that choose her to work with them. And she's, um, you know, managing that business too. And so maybe just give us a little insight into whether it be your systems or something that you do that you implement that you know is going to be successful for you. Of course. That's a really great question, Krista, because Mm -hmm. it can be implemented at every level, whether you're a brand new agent or a high producing successful veteran agent, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's, For me, it's the action of putting yourself out there and following up with the people that you meet. So following up with your clients, not being a secret agent, staying in your home and waiting for that phone to ring, but going Mm -hmm. to introducing yourself, whether it be to other agents or other potential clients or just meeting a new friend for the day and it not Mm -hmm. be about real estate, but putting myself out there has been a game changer in my business. Mm -hmm. And the times that I'm feeling a little bit more introverted and not wanting to do that I see that reflected in my business. Mm -hmm. The most important part of that for me is the follow-up, the Mm follow-up and the Mm follow-through and not just, hey, it was great meeting you because I'm not always that great at that, but it's the keeping in touch, Mm -hmm. having those client events, adding Mm -hmm. that human touch that some of these online sources can't actually have. So keeping that relationship going, staying forefront of their mind, top of mind is really important and not giving up on that strategy. So when you're saying, you know, kind of like showing up, um, is that meaning that you're kind of like, you're a joiner, you're yes gal when people, you know, invite you, or does that mean showing up like you're on your Facebook groups and engaging, or you're on social media and engaging, like what is showing up, um, kind of mean, maybe it's both. It is both. And I'm in what I call an introverted extrovert. I don't love to be the center of attention. I don't love to be on stage. But darn it, I like to earn that award, you know, so I like to be able to have a high achieving goal and meet Mm -hmm. that, but not actually be all about me. Same way in my business, you know, I don't have to go on Facebook live all the time and say, look at me and look at what I'm doing today, but I can compliment somebody or I can, you know, point out something great that they're doing and celebrate their wins with them and have them be seen and heard by Mm -hmm. me and like remembered when they're, you know, their dog passed away, or maybe they got married and send them a card and just remember those moments with them and Mm -hmm. add that aspect. Same in person. You know, I don't always love to get dressed up and go out and meet people, but those times that I do push myself, there's, some sort of reward at the end in the form of a relationship. Yeah, for sure. That's funny. Cause Jan, I was going to just kind of piggyback on what you're saying is, you know, p- there are a lot of us that do tend to be a bit more introverted and mm-hmm. I think you nailed it. Like you don't have to necessarily be the extrovert show up in people's lives in an authentic way I like that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It's super interesting. And um, even, you know, when we're talking about showing up, so you've got a business that you run in California, which you shared with us that you do, you know, like 15 transactions in a year in a state that you don't live in. Yes. Um, and maybe you said you fly there like once or twice a year. So how does showing up for those clients, how do you keep in the flow with people that aren't in your, you know, state? 
That's a really good question. And I actually do fly out about once a quarter. So, you know, there's okay, a sorry. good handful of trips each year, but I am very strategic with those. Like for example, I'm flying out at the end of the month. I have five listing appointments scheduled and one two-day class that I'll be taking there through Tom Ferry. I'm excited about that trip, but it's a whirlwind. It's not, you know, even though I'm staying with my mom and seeing my family, it won't be a very relaxing trip. And I know that I'll be exhausted when I come back and I'll need a couple of days just to recover from, you know, peopling so many hours yes. in a row, but those clients that I meet, I'm very, um, very transparent with them about what to expect within my service and my team. I do partner with another agent that's local so that if I need boots on the ground, or if I need somebody that speaks Spanish, for example, mm-hmm. or just somebody to pop in and drop off some of those client gifts that I like to give during the process, that person is there. Um, there have been some transactions where I haven't needed anybody. And then there's some that my clients are really grateful. There's somebody there. Um, so just depending on the scenario, if it's a vacant home or if there's somebody that needs a lot of handholding, I'll tailor that transaction prep for that person. Quite impressive for sure. I love it. I will say a lot of my California clients are people that are also relocating to my area. So there's a benefit to them for working with the same agent on both sides, handholding on both sides, the same person knows what's happening and I can help make that transition a little bit more fluid. So it's not that I'm doing any marketing there whatsoever. I don't work with buyers. I refer all of that out, but if it's a perfect quote unquote scenario that matches with and aligns with my business model, then I'll help them. Be happy to help them yeah. out. Just seeing a need and filling it in that way. And did, did you create a Facebook page that's kind of like, or, or something else, um, like move from California to Idaho? Like, how do people find out that that's something that a service that you can help with just word of mouth? That's a good question. When I first moved to Idaho, I didn't have a lot of support. You know, there just wasn't somebody that I could trust. And I wanted to create that for people that were going through the same frustration that I was when that big California exodus happened and they kind of spread out all over the U.S. So I wanted to be able to provide local area information. So I got involved in some specific groups that were like, leave here and come to our area, whether it's leave Washington, come to Idaho or leave California, come to Idaho. I also created my own move to North Idaho. I will admittedly say I've not been uh, great at managing that group because it's so labor intensive, but I am participating in a lot of groups at once or I have been for years. Krista, were there any questions that you left Supper Club still just dying to ask Jana? What, besides being a fly on wall in her business, what questions were left either completely unasked or things you wanted to hear her say more about? Hmm. Well, you're putting me on the spot a little, Tracy, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> Cause I, I know, I know probably they're going to come to me later today, but I think, um, like I said, the main thing that, you know, stood out to me is it's, you know, maybe the one question I would have for you is, do you plan to maybe grow more in California or how do you see, what's your vision for mm-hmm. that business? Cause that's a, thriving business, 15 transactions a year in a different state. Um, I mean, do you have a vision for it in the future to maybe grow or do you plan to sell your book of business or are even there thinking about it? Are you just, (laughs) 
for it's me, working now. That's a good question. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. California to me is not an area I'm necessarily investing in any longer since we don't own property there and I don't have a brick and mortar office. I mm-hmm. do own one in North Idaho in the Coeur d'Alene market and then across the border in Spokane as well. Mm-hmm. So building in a third market is probably a little bit too much. My husband and my son might not appreciate that as much. <laughs> Yeah, I gave all of myself away, but um, I I did just add an agent this week, so I am building that team and eventually becoming uh, you know a little bit more hands off when it comes to transaction coordination, uh, anything buyers for sure, and then having that listing coordinator um, experience for my clients so they feel very comfortable. Yeah, that's great. I I have a question. Um, I, I listened to another podcast called How I Built This. I don't know if you guys listen to that, but if you don't, you should. But um, one question that he always asks at the end that I'm like, so curious how you feel is that, do you, you know, you've had, you moved from a to-, to a totally different market and you um, have built in, in less than five years, a-, a business that many people would dream of over their full career. Um, and so do you feel like that surprises you that you were able to do that from scratch or you're like, like, was it a bit of, what is it a bit of luck? Um, and kind of like timing and all that, or are you like, no, I, I can see exactly why that happened because my systems are on point. I follow up with people and I have a process or is it kind of like a combo? You know, when I was moving from California, I, I was very nervous. I knew I had the California income to fall back on, but I didn't know anybody like zero people. Mm-hmm. The agent that sold us the house is all I knew, like not even and the person that turned on the gas meter, like not even anybody. So, you know, I came across this plaque that was a picture of a bird and it said, what if I fail? And then it said, oh, but darling, what if you fly? And I'm like, well, (laughs) it's all about mindset. You know, am Mm -hmm. I going to shrivel up and don't get me wrong is a very stressful move. And I was twitching in a corner for a good couple of months, (laughs) but once the dust settled and I was like, okay, what do I need to do to thrive? Um, Where is the need where, you know, is there a need, is there a gap that I can fill? And then once I started to find out what other people aren't doing, and I started doing that thing, I started to see success. Now, granted, things did work in my favor. It was a great time to move. There was a big exodus of people at the time. So luck, feeling blessed, all of those things did come into play. But having those skills, like you don't leave those skills, we take Mm -hmm. them with us. And then we start Mm -hmm. learning the new way to do things, the new way to run comps or the new way the MLS works or whatever that is. So if anybody's considering, you know, starting in a new market, it's possible. It's possible to start fresh. It might not happen as quickly as you hope, but it's still mm-hmm. possible. And then um, I was going to mention something else. What was the rest of your question? Oh, I was just saying if it was like luck or, you know, your systems, your process yeah. or like kind of I a was gonna mention, It happened mm-hmm. so quickly that I actually haven't implemented some of the systems I, sh- I should have. Like I should have hired help earlier on. I should have yeah more earlier on. So we kind of don't learn that type, you know, us type A personalities don't really learn that until it, like we start cracking and breaking and we're mm-hmm. like, oh shoot, something's falling apart over here. got to go fix that. And so I would say as you're growing organically, be sure to have the support team around you so you can continue mm-hmm. to grow and build that strong foundation from the start. Mm-hmm. For sure. And that's a topic that Tracy and I talk about a lot actually, is that help looks so different for, mm-hmm. for different people, right? Help doesn't necessarily mean like an assistant help could mean a housekeeper or help could mean a nanny or grocery delivery or like whatever it is. And so delegating, um, I'm glad you brought that up is like such an important step to allowing your business to grow. I think. Mm -hmm. If not, we'll see it suffer. And I can tell you firsthand being a workaholic is a downfall of mine saying Mm -hmm. no is hard. And so 
you know, who suffers my family, my health, my sleep, my nutrition, you know, all of those things suffer. Mm -hmm. So being able to create a balanced business from the start, if you get to start fresh would be Mm -hmm. key. Mm -hmm. Do you take a day off? Do I take a day off? Well, I try to take Sundays off. Has it always been that way? No, but now it is. Mm-hmm. That's good. Nice. Mm-hmm. Good job. We've heard a little bit about Jana's business and learned about her. So let's see if we have her figured out. Jana, there <laughs> are two things with us that are true. And one thing that's a lie about your business and the rest of us will try to figure out which one's the lie. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I'm glad I got this task in advance because I went down a road of PTSD trying to remember all of these <laughs> horrible scenarios that I've <laughs> out of my mind over the past 23 years. Okay. The first one, I did have a set of clients once that asked me if they could be let into a vacant home because it was their fantasy to get it on into in a vacant home. Wait, what? Wait, repeat that. What? Okay, repeat that. I had some clients that said it was their fantasy to just get it on in a vacant home. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) no, like you cannot let people into vacant homes so that they can get it on, whether it be clients or real estate (laughs) brokers. It's a thing. Next one. I oftentimes show property on horseback. And one time the buyer was actually blind and he ended up buying the house that I did show him. Well, on horseback. On horseback. Are you sharing a horse with your client? Not on the horse with own. him, but we guided him, right? Was he on okay. a horse too? He, he was, was on, on a horse. horse. Yeah. Okay. So and you were like leading him with your horse. Okay. And to the left, you, you know, you, you would experience this and, you know, watch out. There's some steps ahead. That kind of, that's how the showing went, but he ended up closing on the house. Okay. Okay. That's number three. And then one year, my specialty became selling hoarder houses, suicide houses, and drug houses because I sold more of them than any other standard sale that year. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're good at this. These are so You are really good at this. <laughs> yeah. I always think like the most outlandish one is probably true, you know? And they're all outlandish. And so. <laughs> I'm just trying yeah. to weigh which one. I'm gonna I mean, go, maybe the one that's le- like least outlandish is false. I'm going to go with think? the blind horse rider. I, I also choose the blind horse rider. I um I think number one might not be true. That I think it's possible, but I don't think that's happened to you. The clients that want to have sex. Yeah, yeah. I think it will happen to you after this after this episode. <laughs> but uh, oh, just, just to see what how you would handle it. But I'm going to say that that one's false. All right. Which okay. one? Okay. Answers. <laughs> All right. The second one is not true. He was, oh, oh, yeah. It was too outlandish. But we were not on a horse. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, Amazing. if you are truly showing houses via horseback, I need to know more about right? this. Right. I was like, I'll do that. I will not show land in heels and I will not show a property on a horse. <laughs> oh, see. Uh, I didn't really Okay. So, that. so you really did show the most hoarder houses, suicide, and drug. It, yeah. I didn't expect it, but it kind of went led to another, led to another. And I sold more than standard sales that year with all those unique sale types. And I think and was that in California or was that? <laughs> it was okay. California. I was going to say, I was going to ask that too, Heather. In California, you have to disclose if there was a death yeah. on the property in the last three years in Idaho, you do not. So it would have been an interesting, you know, like, how yeah. do you kind yeah. of 
home out explaining, you know, all of the things. So what's going on? Appreciate you guys having me. Well, it's great. Oh my gosh. Like I said, said, you're a wealth of information and a good storyteller. Yeah. And that's, that's the whole point, Jana. Thank you so much for giving us a peek into your business today Mm -hmm. and Krista for being curious to know more. Yes. Uh, If you're listening and want to follow along on Jana and Krista's real estate journeys, Jana, what's your Instagram handle? Jana McCroy, J-A-N-N-A-M-C-R-O-Y. And Krista, what's yours? Um, At Malova Krista on Instagram. Awesome. Thank you so much to our listeners. And we look forward to having you follow along to meet our next guests. Thanks, ladies, for being here. Really appreciate it. Thank you. you. You're welcome. I'm Tracy Gillette. And I'm Heather Maddox, and this has been A Fly on the Wall. We will see you next time when we will be joined by Becca Pekenna and Paige Miller. We chat all about team structures and brokerage ownership. For more information on what else is happening with Collaboration Over Competition, check out our website at collaborationovercompetitionre.com.